Well, welcome Matt Curry to the Dating Advisory Board. Uh, I just want to give you a quick intro. Matt Curry is a successful entrepreneur and automotive industry expert with over 30 years experience. Um, his flagship company, Curry's Automotive Service, and now he's working on the hybrid shop. So I'm very excited to have you here. But he also is an author for the ADD Entrepreneur, which we're going to talk about today, which I'm very excited to hear. So can you tell our audience a little bit about your background? I know your story and how you leveraged your ADD to help in um, in your business. So if you could just you know share with us how sure. it came to be. All right. Well, thanks, Jen. It's yeah. great to be here. It's an honor. Um, so I was medically diagnosed with ADD when I was 11 years old in between the summers of 7th and 8th grade. And uh, my parents took me up to Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston. I went through two days of rigorous um, testing and evaluation. And on the third day, the doctors brought me and my parents in and and basically they said I had some learning uh, disabilities, slight dyslexia, and pretty acute ADD. They basically said I was gonna have to work two or three times harder than anybody else to have any type of success in school or in business or in, in life. So, you know, that was kind of weird, a little devastating, I guess, when you're 11 years old, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I was actually put on Ritalin. They made, I was for one of the first Ritalin babies, and I was my seventh grade year, I was, I was medicated and got almost straight A's that year, but they wouldn't keep me on the Ritalin um, because they didn't know the long-term consequences. And I really am glad that my parents and doctors took me off the, the meds because I think I've used to learn, I've learned to use and leverage ADD as my superpower. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh yeah, no, that's good. I mean, I um, can you give us a little bit of background of how you grew your Curry's Auto Service? So, I mean, kind of walk us through of how, how, you, did, how you did that. Sure. Well, I'm a big believer in beginning at the at the beginning. So I started changing tires and mopping floors and all that when I was 15 years old, worked my way up to an apprentice technician and then ran seven different stores for three different companies as a manager and tripled and even quadrupled sales pretty much everywhere I went. So I figured if I could do it for somebody else, I could do it for myself. So I started my first shop in the back of a terrible industrial park with no visibility and four parking spots in Chantilly, Virginia. And we started it on $103,000 and 13 credit cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, we grew it to 10 locations, serviced about 5,000 cars a month, about $20 million a year, and uh, we're voted the number one auto repair shop in North America. And then we sold uh, to a publicly traded billion dollar company for well into the eight figures. Wow, that's so, great. Yeah. Congratulations on that. Thanks. So, so tell us a little bit of when you were starting out that one, one space. I mean, how much time and energy? Because I think a lot of people think success just comes overnight. That it just 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 comes and like, oh, wow, they actually just came out of nowhere where they don't really look at how much you have to do on the back end. Like you said, you guys took a chance. You had 13 credit cards. You had X amount. Of, like, how did, what was your overall vision? on how to do that and what kind of advice can you give to to the listeners well i don't really think there's a ton of shortcuts um like rory vaden says you got to take the stairs you can't take the elevator right so you know i when i started my own business when i was working for other people i was working 70 70 to 80 hours a week i mean that's just the the nature of the beast with retail and i was retail automotive repair so uh, basically, I kissed my wife, Judy, you know, when we opened our own business, and I said, I'll see you in two years. Mm-hmm. And we literally worked, um, you know, 100-hour weeks. You know, I was there at 6 in the morning and worked till 10 at night. We did a lot of race car and worked on a lot of cool cars and all that stuff. So, like, sometimes we'd be there until 2 in the morning uh, getting the cars ready to prepared for the next day race. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a ton of shortcuts. So you got to really know your business, know your product, 
um, and know everything about the business, I think, before you should go out and open your own business. And uh, that way you're going to be way ahead of the game and, and you reduce the risk. And I think what you said is important that you've been working on cars. So you knew your product. Right. Right. And so you were passionate about it. So maybe that was probably a little bit easier for you to actually accomplish what you did because you were in alignment of what you really wanted to do. And do you think how much do you think that plays a role? Well, think about how many people open a restaurant because they make a great barbecue and fail. Okay, you know, they might be the best barbecue in the world, but they don't know how to run a restaurant. It's the same thing in, in automotive. We have lots of technicians that go out and open their own shops up, and they're awesome technicians, but they don't know anything about the business side of it. So no matter what your business, whether it's restaurants or automotive or IT or, or whatever, you need to know the business, you know, really the back end and the front end and have a real, I mean, you don't. I mean, I, I was an expert when I went out and opened my own business. I knew everything about it. I started at the bottom, worked my way up to the top, mm-hmm. and went out my own. So I would really suggest that you do that, you, that you have the, put in the years and get the experience to know, you know, the, the business from the bottom up. Right. That's what UPS does, right? They, they start everybody in their business off as a driver, mm-hmm. okay? That's the CEO of, of UPS was a driver at one point. Wow. That's amazing. That's really good. And how, how would you translate that into the dating world? Well, you know, you got to try a lot of different things. Right. <laughs> yeah, That's right. right, right, right. But, you know, if you go talk about being your core person and knowing who you are, knowing the business that you want to be in. I mean, I had this conversation last night with this girl about you have to know yourself in order to actually be good for somebody else. Right. Well, my son, he's 21 and goes to college and he's not sure what he wants to do. And my advice was him to try a bunch of different stuff. You while you're out there, go get five or six different jobs in different fields and, and try that. So, but then once you know what you like, you know, I think translating this into the dating world, you know, would be, okay, make a list of the characteristics you want in somebody, right? You want somebody with, maybe with a great sense of humor. You want somebody who's going to be a great provider. Uh, you want somebody who's going to be maybe, you know, even and steady, unlike me, where I'm more spontaneous and adventurous. Mm-hmm. So, which can drive my wife crazy, but it can also be a lot of fun, right? You know, so I think you need to list the pros and cons. If you look at me, ADD and all the different characteristics, you know, I'm willing to take risk. I'm willing to be um, um, spontaneous, uh, you know, but it also puts a lot of stress in a lot of other areas like security, for instance. Okay. Uh, Now, our story turned, turned out well, but I think knowing what you want. You know, in a, in a really down the road, like, you know, when you're 20 or 25, the things you're going, you're, you want are going to be different than when you're 50 or 55 or 60. So really, when you make that big commitment, like getting married, you should really know the type of maybe some family background about that person, you know, what their social status is, so to speak. I mean, uh, not that that should have a lot of sway in it, but it should have some. But, but what, you know, what does it look like 20 years down the road or 30 years down the road? Right, because people change. Right. I mean, they're just, you know, they could go in one direction. They can grow together. They could grow one way, go the other way. And then sometimes there's jealousies in certain careers. So you have to figure out if this person is a jealous person or not. Are they going to be there to help me on my mission? So I think that, that plays an important role in the dating world when you're trying to find someone who's aligned or have the same core values. Because like I said in previous episodes, it's going to come out eventually. Right. I, it will. And it may be at a point where you're not ready for that, to, you know, to hear those things. So might as well get it right done right up front. <laughs> right. Agreed. I think um, having, you know, the same core values is important. And it's not, you're not gonna, always going to have the exact same core values, but 
but uh, yeah, you know, ha- having them be closely aligned is important, right? Yeah, I, I agree. Now, when you talk about when we're a little bit about um, your consulting, so you, now are you starting to do more for that for de- dealerships? Are you going in there and, and doing consulting? Is that more for the hybrid shop or service in general? Can you talk a little bit about some of your consulting services? Sure. So I'm doing a lot in the automotive world, obviously, with a lot of independent repair shops. But uh, I've had a few gigs with outside the automotive world. I think any type of um, service industry, um, I, I could I could help out. I mean, from a, from a customer service standpoint to operations and efficiencies, I mean, really, that's where I thrive. And really, that's where the low-hanging fruit is in most organizations, right? And what happens, even in my business, I mean, you walk into the same business every day and you kind of get blinders on. I had a coach for three years in my business, and really, that that's what took us from four stores mm-hmm. to 10 stores. So having somebody that you can bounce things off of or have somebody that can be honest with you and say, hey, you know, this this sucks, you know, yeah. or this is really good, but you need to do this. Uh, so I think it's, you know, having a coach or an advisor that you can trust. Um, or an advisory board. Yeah, it was an advisory board, that's right. There you, go. Um, you know, is really important as an entrepreneur and business owner. Okay. Oh, okay, that's good. So I want to talk a little bit more about the principles. I want to talk more about the book. How did you come up with the book? How did you research it? What did I mean, let's talk a little bit about that because I want to learn how the principles, I like the one piece you said, develop a vision, craft a message, and overcome challenges because I think that translates very well into the dating world. Well, I think you're right about that. You know, you've got to, I mean, if you want to meet some girl at a bar and she's hot, you know, that's cool, right? But I mean, if you want a long-term relationship, like, where's the vision? You know, right? There's right. no where's there's, the vision. There's a vision. It's right here. Yeah, I want to yeah, exactly. yeah, that's right. Um, but if you want like a long long-term gig, you really need to know what you're looking for, right? right? And I think that's important that you know you write down maybe. I don't know if you write it down or if you really think about you know what are you really looking for? What are the core values that you're looking for in a person? And uh, you know, and then go out and try and meet you know a bunch of different people. And I wouldn't say have 10 dates with every person, but have a two or three. I mean, you kind of know, at least I always did. I've been married 25 years, but, you know, I mean, when I went out with a girl, you know, you kind of knew whether you clicked or not. If you don't click, you know, just be friends and move on. Correct. You know? Um, But I think in terms of having a vision and a message, I mean, you can't just go open a a business with no vision. You know, you can't. uh, And then once you get your vision, you need to have a game plan, okay? My goal was always to have 10 locations, and sell. I mean, that was my vision from day one. And I had a step-by-step game plan. This is how we're going to do it. We're going to do it by offering the best customer service. We're going to inspect every vehicle. We're going to test drive every vehicle. I had policies and procedures written down that were very rigorous. And every store, they followed these policies and procedures. So they weren't doing 10 different things at 10 different stores. And 152 people going in 152 different directions. That doesn't work. Right. You made it seamless. Right. So anyway, you could even have one store go and help with the other if it's the same procedure that makes it a lot easier we did that you know people called in sick people went on vacation and you had to plug people in here so yeah i mean it was the same the store geographically may have been a little different or may have been set up a little differently just because the what the location looked like but the procedures were the same the customer intake was the same the test drive policy was the same all you know everybody knew what to expect and this is important i think that'll translate to the dating world is you know, you've got to have expectations, right? clear expectations up front, you know, maybe not in your first or second date, but if things develop and get more serious, you know, I need to expect, you know, what kind of support can I get from you and what kind of support are you going to give me? And, 
who's gonna kind of like who does the dishes in the relationship right right you know <laughs> i mean I, uh, maybe you both do i don't know maybe not you know so i think having clear expectations is really important yeah i don't know if you just kind of slide that across the table like here are my expectations i was having a conversation with a friend of mine they said i wish some of these apps would allow you to do a quick video about yourself and kind of go through it because I haven't seen them where really? it's just you know maybe like a 10-15 second instead of having I mean yes you should read it but if you, I think by seeing somebody on video and seeing their personality I think that's I mean everybody does in the corporate world I'm surprised they don't yeah I, I haven't mean, seen it I'm not part of it like I said I've been married 25 years so I'm not into any of the dating site apps but yeah. I'm really shocked they don't yeah and if we should go to open an app that I does know. that I mean, yeah, I just kind of gave that out there. To right. them, but that's fine. Somebody's going to do it. Someone's going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the other quotes, like I said, that I love, ideas are awesome, but execution is everything, right? So I want to talk a little bit more about that. Um, if you have a plan, there was one part where you say like a paper napkin, right? You don't, it's right. just a paper napkin if you don't do anything with it. Well, I mean, there's a lot of great people, a lot of really smart people with a lot of amazing ideas. But the problem is, a lot of those a lot of those ideas never get off the proverbial paper napkin, right? So, um, unless you execute on the idea, you know, it's it's just an idea. So, and it's the same thing maybe in dating. I would guess, you know, where like, okay, I I don't have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you know, I really need to do something about it. Like today's with all the different apps, the Match.com and and whatever the other ones are, I, I think it's a whole lot easier than it used to be, you know. Yeah. Uh, I would guess. But it's a full-time job. I mean, you're having to scour and, I mean, they'll match you, but it's based on their algorithms, not right. your algorithms. So whoever maybe is the high, that's what I've seen. And um, when I've been reading up on, you know, how they work on the back end of it, it's pretty interesting on the technology level. I can imagine it's super time-consuming. I'd be like a full-time job. Oh, yeah. I have a girlfriend um, that I work with that she's on these, and she said, I just had to stop because it was so overwhelming. Right. And I said, because she said, she was on like five. And I said, well, that's just in business. If you're trying to sell five different products, you're probably not going to do well at five different things, right? What I always say is pick the top three. So you should figure out, you know, all the things that you need to work on. Let's say there's 20 different things, right? And then prioritize them and then choose three at a time. Right. And then delegate those things mm -hmm. to three different people and then, um, you know, and then, then hold people accountable. And a delegate and deadline is what I call it. So you delegate the responsibilities, you deadline it, and then you hold people responsible. And that's a whole lot easier than trying to do everything yourself. Mm -hmm. Now. I don't know how you do that in the dating world because you kind of got to do it yourself, right? right? It's got to be you. I think <laughs> right. the, mo the most time-consuming part is like putting your actual profile up there. So, and trying, but you can, it can be, uh, and then all the messages that come back and then you're researching and if, I know some people are just said, oh, I just let whatever advanced searches come back to me. Well, well that may not be the parameter. You need to kind of look at in depth when you write these bios that would be authentic and be you and the pictures be you yeah. now. Um, that's I mean, important. I would think that would be a number one deal killer right there. It turns out to be a different person yeah. or they, they're not honest and you know, yeah. to begin with, yeah. which I'm sure there's a lot of that goes on, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I hear the you, stories. Yeah, I have heard the stories. And I think that's, a, that's an important part, um, you know, just in businesses and dating, you, you got to be the authentic you. Yeah. I mean, you know, you may, like in my case or whatever, guy's case, think that the, the woman's very attractive and very hot and and all that but you know I mean 
unless you're just after the sex part and you don't, you're not looking for a relationship, you know, don't, don't try and fool people with a, with a fake persona that just doesn't work in any, really in any arena. Right. Yeah. I say when you go into the boardroom one way and you come out a different way. No, you should be the same person when you walk into the boardroom and the same person when you come out. I mean, I'm me. I mean, we had a customer appreciation. Tien and I partnered up uh, via Derek from Cadre, how he talked about um, collaboration and and doing customer events like that. We had one last night and it went really well. And it's interesting because you're building that value. Right. right. So mm-hmm. you're building value with your clients. I always say like loyalty versus value. How are you providing value to your customers? Of course. Because there's loyalty. I mean, there's, oh my God, I mean, 30 other Avaya dealers that are out there that are begging to knock on my customer's door. I mean, I've been at Bencom for 11 years. And, but I have to make sure that I am innovative in how I'm reaching my customers. How am I keeping in touch with them? And by having them there, um, I have, I'm the same way to them you know, at, at the event that I am in the boardroom or on the phone. I'm me or my friends. I mean, they just get me. I'm not, oh, hello, and I'm talking technology today. I'm right, not. right, no, right. I'm just Jen. No, I think that's exactly right. And, you know, with my guys, I mean, I've, I'm pretty blunt and, you know, I don't sugarcoat stuff. So, like, with my employees, I mean, they knew, you know, exactly where they stood with me all the time, right? right? You know, whether they're doing a great job or, or not so great job, I would let them know that kind of same with my wife and kids and it's, it's to the point of a fault almost, almost but it is the genuine me so you know I think going back to like uh, what you said adding value and this is true in relationships it's kind of you know what makes you unique different better as a person because that's what that's a question that I always you know tell companies that they need to ask themselves what makes it what makes their company better unique and different than the competition and I think same as a person, you know, I mean, you've got to not set yourself apart in some wacky way, but I think in, in being genuine mm-hmm. and, you know, and let your personality come out, let yeah. it shine, right? Yeah. 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 Shine bright like a diamond. There you go, baby. I like it. <laughs> shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> um, uh, how, can you give us some certain steps that we can harness our superpowers to become a kick-ass company or even in our personal life? I know we've kind of touched about it there, but I mean, what does it really take? Do we put the time and energy or how, I mean, talk a little bit about how you, how you bring it up in the book. Well, I think, you know, we talked about being the authentic you and really knowing who you are, okay? I, you know, I know that my best and highest use is not sitting in my office reading a 47-page contract from an attorney, right? Mm-hmm. That's just not my best and highest use. So I want, you know, to get with the attorney and say, okay, give me the highlights of this contract, right? Right. And, and go through it with him or have my CFO do it and then have him give me the highlights. So I think knowing your best and highest use and your highest quality attributes and also the negativities, like I'm quick-tempered, okay? Um, I want things the way I want it, you know, yeah. in, in terms I get very hangry, you know, <laughs> you know, so, um, I think knowing those, knowing your, you know, your awesome attributes, but also your flaws and, you know, being sure that your partner recognizes that as well. Okay. So that when you are a quick tempered or you're in a bad mood or whatever, you're, you know, maybe it's time to leave you alone. You go do your thing. So, right. I would say, you know, really learning to, to live with your authentic self and knowing who you are and getting in touch with your personality. And that may be going to, you know, climb a mountain and sit on the mountain for a day or you know, getting away to nature somewhere and really, you know, you know, maybe journaling it out. Right. Okay. And, you know, you, you need to know your big, your life's big 
plan, right? Purpose. What, purpose, right? What is your, your Philip McKernan always talks about what's your gift and your talent, right? Exactly. I mean, you could be really good at, you know, sketching, but that maybe you should be an artist in something else or, you know, how, how has that become using your intuition to lead you down the path? Because you know. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. You know, if something's not right, doesn't feel like, oh man, I don't want to go here. I don't want to do it. And what is saying to that? You know, I mean, if you feel like your soul is dying <laughs> when you're. Then there's something wrong, exactly. right? And you're going to spend the next 30 years in that job doing yeah. that or dating that person right. or whatever. That doesn't work. It's yeah, I mean, if you. Not it's not okay. Work. I mean, if you right. look at your mirror, I mean, I've, known, I've had this conversation many times. And when you look in the mirror and all you see is a ghost of who you once were. I mean, that's pretty palpable. I mean, how do you fix that? How do you channel it? Take it, take it back a step. Go back to who you were back in the day and go around to whoever you surrounded yourself with. I mean, I, I constantly believe, I mean, you are who you, who you hang out with. Or you see, yeah, my mom, I'm the youngest of seven kids, very tight-knit tight family, and that was a saying my mom from ever since I remember um, is show me who your friends are and I'll show you who you are. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's exactly right. So you're hanging out with awesome, cool people. You're an awesome, cool person. You know, if you don't, you don't, yeah. you're not. Right? But you, you learn know? from them. Like, it's an advisory do, board in sure. business and in personal life. I mean, I know, I mean, I have my go-to for personal and I have my go-to friends for advice in business because they've been there and they're willing to help and share. I think when you get to a certain point in your life, you have to weed out the good and the bad. You know, and I think that really translates to the dating world because, you know, if, you know, some hot guy or you're like some cute or some hot girl or some, some cute guy in your case or whatever, you know, I mean, you got to look past that, right, is my point. You know, they might look great on paper. That's just the, but, one of their but, armors. Right. <laughs> but when you, but when you delve a little deeper, it's like when you're trying to acquire a company, Okay. Um, you know, it may look great on paper, it may be a good location, but then you get into all the problems and you're like, eesh, you know, this might not be a good investment. This might not be a good investment of your time in the dating world, right? <laughs> this may not be the right investment. <laughs> right, you know, I mean, come on, because you only have a certain amount of time. Right. Time is a monetary thing, you know what I mean? Time mm -hmm. is money. So in the dating world, your time, you know, if you want to make the most efficient use of your time is try and find the right match to begin with. Right, right, and don't have it just be the picture. I had this, I was getting my hair right. done and the assistant yesterday, she said to me, she said, oh, she said one of my girlfriends was on one of the dating newer dating sites and she was just flipping through the pictures and she said to her, stop, stop flipping. Why are you just looking at what they look like? Why don't you read the description? And then she said, sure enough, she, she went back and a couple couple flips back. And sure enough, she went on like a couple dates with this guy and she said, look, you, if you just read, right? I mean, because looks fade. Well, you know, and I, I don't take a very good picture, although I'm a very good looking guy. Yes. So, no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, you know, I mean, really, but seriously, people don't always look the same in pictures, right? Correct. And I love the video idea that you're talking about earlier, but yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I've never been on a dating site. So, I mean, uh, you know, just, haven't done it so I can imagine though the, the time and just the, that I don't know I have some friends that have been on it and they've told me about it and um, yeah he was I had one guy who was actually getting a divorce and he was on it constantly and I was like dude are you serious was he on multiple or was he just on he one he was on plenty of fish he was on match I know he was on those too uh -huh. and anyway yeah so 
And then they, the funny when they say, well, I just saw you. I Oh, here's the, here's a good one. I got a good story. He ended up getting back together with his wife. Well, oh, so. no, that's, that's good. It worked out. He's yeah. like, <laughs> looked, oh, man, <laughs> that's a little too much. But that's my whole point of like yeah. how we brought this up is how you have to have a dating strategy. It's just like business because it is overwhelming. I mean, I have girlfriends that say to me, I just don't date because it's just too much work. That's crazy. That's, you see, I mean, it's, they're going to be alone the rest of their lives. Yeah, you know? why? Because yeah. you don't want to put the effort in. And that goes, translates into business, back to business. Well, it's not working out for me. I'm just going to give up on this. Well, you probably didn't put, you didn't grind hard enough to right. get there, right? You know, I'm not grinding, I'm not shining, right? I mean, the whole, <laughs> there you go, right? I mean, if you're not putting the effort in, I always say, people, you got to put the time in. You know, I am minute by minute. We talked about this. I mean, throughout the day, there's, you know, many things going on. I mean, I am up at night. I'm not watching House of Cards. I'm not right. watching. Re- I mean, I'm on the computer doing what I need to do, trying to make a difference and try to be helpful. That's good. Yeah. That's, you know, I mean, you know, there's there's a place for TV. There's a place for, of course, reading books and, and all that. But I think, you know, you've got to spend your time, you know, you got to maximize your, your, your time and, your, and uh so, so you can maximize your, your profits and your product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, I know. I just, it's, it's amazing that how quick people are to give up in both the dating world and in business. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think in business you see the stars that shine are the guys that have been, you know, guys and gals that have been through the, the rough spots, right? So they've been, they've had their highs and lows. And you'll learn from all of those things. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing in the dating world. You know, you go on, like I said, you try a bunch of different things. You, you meet a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. And you should kind of know what you want, I think. Yeah. And I mean, if you're dating the same type of person and it's not working out, probably not the right characteristics of what you really should be. That's exactly for. right, right? Especially if you're like in an abusive relationship. If more than one abusive relationship, you know, then maybe you've got the problem. Right. So you sometimes need to you do some self-reflection and figure out why do I keep on picking these certain types of personas <laughs> exactly so you know got to look in the mirror and and yeah. do some yeah some some self rehab self rehab exactly <laughs> <laughs> um now if you're planning a business um can you just go down real quick on the strategy so like if you're starting it have a clear plan like talk about advisory boards did you have an advisory board when you started or did you have mentorships because i think that's really important in uh learning a little bit about how we can start with the business side. So when I started a business, I didn't have an advisory board or really any mentors. I, I had a few mentors along the way, uh, bosses. And one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was you got to be prepared to be busy. Okay. When one day that I was working a store, I was managing the store and it was actually the number two Goodyear store in the country at the time, but we weren't that busy that day. Mm-hmm. And my boss came by and I'm like, he's like, well, this is messed up. This is messed up. I'm like, well, we're not that busy today. He's like, well, you got to be ready to be busy. You got to prepare, be prepared to be busy. And I thought about that. I'm like, huh. And I was, I've taken that with me. And that was when I was 19 years old. Hmm. Uh, but I didn't have either. I mean, I knew the business when I first started. Uh, I knew the business and literally started my business on the last $10,000 of my name and $103,000 and 13 credit cards. And I just worked and worked and worked. And uh, as we grew and probably got to about four stores, uh, I was able to hire really good people because I knew everybody in the business as well. So I handpicked all all the players. But in order to really grow and be really profitable, that's when I joined like a, a 20 group 
which was um, a group of 20 other automotive repair entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And we got together three times a year and shared best ideas, best practices. And that was facilitated by a guy named Norm Gaither, who's a CPA from the automotive world. And really, he was one of my mentors. And I hired a coach, um, uh, Jody Ruth. Uh, she was a coach of mine, mentor of mine for three years. And she came from the totally different. She's got an MBA, came from the corporate world, and uh, just saw things from a different perspective than I did. And uh, yeah, I, I've had an advisory board. So I didn't in the beginning, but I, I, but I definitely know the value and have seen the value of that. And that's what allowed me to grow and expand my business multiple times. Okay, that's great. So I like that. Prepare to be busy, both in your personal life and in, <laughs> you in your hey, business hey. life. So we have a few more minutes before we have to wrap up. So can we talk about how do people get um, buy the book? Is on Amazon? They can go online or they, your website. Let's talk about how they can get in touch with you. Sure, you can go to uh, Amazon for sure, uh, or you can go to a dash of curry, a dash of because a dash is all you need. Yeah, so. I like that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you can uh, look at my, uh, my my speaking gigs, some coaching gigs I have coming up, uh, as well as buy the book and, and reach out to me. I'd love to talk to people. Well, that's awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show today, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Okay, good. Thanks. All right, cool. All right, have a great day. All right, thanks.